This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, a good morning, one and all, and a good morning to Charlie Dobbin, who good sits opposite me here. morning, Franklin. Here we are broadcasting on a very cloudy uh, morning uh, in downtown Toronto, uh, Liberty Street, as a matter of fact, in uh, Liberty Village. From the Zoomerplex. And uh, boy, what a change in weather we're going to have in the next little while, eh? I know. I'm, I'm a bit of an old fart when it comes to wanting a white Christmas. <laughs> me too. It doesn't appear yeah, me, that that's me too. going to be the way. Uh, since Shirley and I actually are <laughs> heading out of town tomorrow, or pardon me, on uh, Monday morning, right? Uh, flying to Vancouver to spend the uh, Christmas week with her son and family. And the daffodils are likely and, to be blooming. Yeah, so we'll be <laughs> probably getting a lot of rain. Oh, which, yeah, you oh, looked at boy. the forecast? Yeah. yeah. I, I prefer, honest to Pete, having a white Christmas and on a little cold, cold side, but we're warming up to something like six degrees tomorrow well, and beyond it. on and Monday. Even though winter technically yeah. starts tonight, so today is the first day but, of winter. Yeah, but if there are skiers out there, boy, I understand the conditions are marvelous up in ski country. Really? Tons of snow, yeah. But it, well, they've been making snow forever true. in a day. But with these and, high fives yeah, and no, sevens, no, it's, it's going to be still lose great. some of it. Oh, really? Still be, yeah, up in, up in Ski Good old Ontario ice. Yeah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, I got to get you the phone numbers in case you'd like to uh, give a call. As a matter of fact, when I glance last at the, uh, oh, still you put that up for me, mm-hmm. and the monitor said uh, no calls in so far. Well, That's all right, okay. let's get that rectified. We got lots to talk about. If, if you had ever wanted ever to say hi to Charlie and to Frankie, uh, by all means, <laughs> this would be the time to call. In Toronto, 416 360 Zero seven forty. Then anywhere in the province, it's toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Our little mantra is call early, call often. One question per call. And if by chance you happen to be a first time caller, uh, by golly, uh, let the Duncan know just before you know I get to the air and. That's what you're going to hear. You're going to get your garden wings. Garden wings. Good old exactly. Clarence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So just talking about sort of this upcoming mild weather. Yeah. We're both thinking, well, we're going to lose whatever snow we have at home. Yeah. So it's kind of cute because um, both my children are, well, today after the radio show, uh-huh. um, we'll be having, I'm attending a Hanukkah brunch with Elliot's family mm-hmm. and grabbing our children and Elliot. And we're taking the kids back to the county for Christmas, for our first Christmas in our new Christmas. house. Christmas. Well, yeah, yeah we had Christmas <laughs> party last last Sunday, actually. So, yes, the children are joining us. And I had set them up saying, okay, you know, there's so many things we can do. And, yeah. you know, la, 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 la. Maybe we can go ice fishing. And so now my son's texting me, do I need to bring, like, snow pants? And I'm yeah. like, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think no. there's no there's no ice fishing in this Christmas. No, oh, the no. bay is not frozen yet, and yep. it's certainly not going to freeze with with uh, five and seven and you know such mild temperatures. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but nevertheless, so it's kind of cute, just trying to get people organized for coming out to visit and stay for a few days. And um, okay. yeah, do you have any announcements or things 
are pretty quiet now. Things this are quiet. I have a few questions. Oh. Uh, there's always the odd email that people okay. will have questions. Right. Uh, they'd like to um, talk. Uh, well, I can give you a quick one here from Jim Carmen. Yeah. Jim is asking, he's from Brantford. Um, he was wondering about transplanting his hascaps to another part of the garden. And what that, is that hascap? Hascaps are a fruit, a oh, berry bush, okay. that was developed out of the University of Saskatchewan and put brought into commercial production maybe 10 years ago, oh, maybe wow. more, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's a fairly new fruit. It's, a, it's an amalgamation of, I'm pretty sure, Saskatoons and blueberries. So Saskatoon berries, as you know, they're, the birds love them. And if you can get them before the birds, then that's great. You can yeah. make wonderful, you know, jams and jellies. And of course, blueberries, we all love blueberries. So what's cool about a hascap is that they're super, super tough plants, very hardy. I oh. actually was in, in picking hascaps in a pick your own hascap farm right. when I was up in Whitehorse a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're that tough. They're like a zone two super tough. Anybody who wants to grow something yummy uh, and has a tough environment in which to do it. Of course, they need sun. All yep. berry bushes okay. do. But um, uh, yeah, so Jim was wondering about uh, transplanting them because he was concerned that his plants weren't getting enough light. They uh-huh. were only getting six to eight hours of sunlight. And it was early, early sunlight, mm-hmm. which tends to be a gentle sunlight. And there's a spot he could move them to where there was 12 hours. And I'm a bit slow answering this because this was a couple of weeks ago. Number one, he wanted to know, can I transplant now? Well, mm-hmm. I assume your, your ground is probably a bit frozen now, Jim, to do it. But you could otherwise, if you mm-hmm. can get out into the garden, you could transplant now. Yeah. And, all oh right, so he mentions uh, that they're a cross between a blueberry and a raspberry. Oh. Will I get cross-pollination with my raspberry? And the answer to that is not that I know of. I'm going to double-check that. And, um, yeah, thanks. The very, very nice thoughts here from Jim that he looks forward to the show. He's learned so much, and his garden is just that much better for what he's learned. And um, and have a, have a Merry Christmas. And well, you, there you too. Go. Okay. And good news, our monitor is no longer blank. We're going to come <laughs> back and say hi to our old friend Siva, who gave us that marvelous cider yes. a while ago. Oof, yes, We indeed. were like drunk okay. after yeah. just one sip. <laughs> Yahoo! <laughs> All right. Back in a moment here from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village, the garden show on Zoomer. Radio with Charlie Dobbin. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Okay, Charlie, let's say hi to our old friend Siva, who's on the line just around the corner here in Toronto. Good morning, Siva. Good morning, guys. How are you? Morning. Excellent. Okay. I have a question on the poinsettia. I want to know, like, my house is usually at 65 degrees all year. Boy, that's chilly. (laughs) <laughs> mm. I like it that way. Yeah, good. <laughs> okay, and I want to know if that is too cool for a poinsettia. It, it's, it's quite healthy, mm-hmm. but I still it's wonder. Actually, probably fairly optimal. Uh-huh. Um, the main thing is they don't want to be anywhere close to zero or freezing, which would be 32 Fahrenheit. Mm. Your 65 oh. is well above that. Okay. Um, you will find in those kinds of temperatures, you will not water as often as you would if you were at, say, 80 degrees or 75 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. So that there's, be careful with your watering, but you probably know that from having left your home at that kind of a temperature for years, I'm sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, the plant is probably fine. They, the poinsettias are very, they don't like massive changes in temperatures. They don't like hot air drafts, mm-hmm. cold air drafts, but they're quite fine. If they're in a, a fairly neutral temperature all the time, they're good with that. Okay. 
Okay, yeah. I usually just change it when my children come over because they'll be screaming. Because they'll be cold, right? <laughs> yeah. That's like my kids. Yes. And we oh. keep our house at like 71. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. they're saying it's freezing. Whoa, cold. Oh, way yeah. too cold. They want it like 80. I, I, mean, I know. Like okay. Canadian well, kids. But they don't pay the bills. Though, yeah, do they? <laughs> should have been born in the tropics. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a wonderful holiday, Thank both of you. you. And a you Merry too. Christmas Merry to you, Merry Christmas. Okay. Thank you. Okay, Thanks for take calling. Care, All righty. Hey, uh, we've got a first-time caller on the line. Just a second. That is for Merle in Hamilton. Good morning, Merle. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Morning. What's going on at your place? Well, I think you already answered my question. It was about a poinsettia. Oh, yeah. I was given two of them, Mm -hmm. one a week ago and one yesterday. Mm, Oh, nice. Um. The one a week ago is all red, mm-hmm. and the only thing it said was keep it moderately moist. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one yesterday is different. It's um, red mm-hmm. with kind of white spots, mm-hmm. and there's a yellow, oh, I don't know if it's yellow, maybe white. On the leaves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's all kinds of crazy cultivars these <laughs> days. The point that is very designer, the artist series. So, right. Yeah. So your care is the same for both of them. So bright, a bright spot in your home, particularly for the red one, uh, could be in a window, but not a southern window, a eastern, northern window, if you have that, could sit right in the window. Otherwise, more center of the room if it's brighter than that. So bright spot is important. Feel the soil between waterings. Don't water if it's feeling moist. But as right. soon as the surface starts to feel on the dry side, then do give a little bit of water. Okay. And be careful with those drafts, as I, I was saying to Siva. <laughs> yeah. So if you've got a hot air vent or a cold uh, front door or anything like that close to a poinsettia, it will let you know that it doesn't like it. <laughs> right now I have it on the dining room table nice. in the oh, center of the room. Perfect. Yeah. If it's a bright room with good reflected light, then it's going to be very happy. It is a bright room, well, when we have daylight. Yes. Yeah, it's right. a bit of a gray day well, today. starting today, actually, this being the, well, tonight shortest is 11 day. o'clock. Today's the shortest, shortest day. Shortest day. We'll start to get our light back. You know, that's, that's Already, good news. We're on the upswing starting <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. Hey, Burl, thanks for joining us, and uh, welcome to the show. Yeah. Don't, okay, don't thank you. Be a stranger. Thanks for calling. All righty. Uh, and as Burl uh, waves goodbye, uh, we're going to get those phone numbers in the air again for you. Uh, in Toronto, 416-360-0740. And anywhere in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And uh, we'll be along. Oh, uh, let's see. Yeah, we have to take a little bit of a break here. And Joan in Burlington, we're coming at you next here on The Garden Show. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. All righty. Here we are back in the studio and uh, looking out the window um, over Liberty Village, uh, Liberty Street, actually. And you have a little... I'm not looking out the window. No, I know. (laughs) I'm wanting to show, for anybody who's watching on web, because we do stream live, this is a... Sweet, sweet little gift that you brought me. Um, it's a, if, if anybody, there we go. We can see it see on it? the camera. Oh. And, uh, you can see it's got a very cool, it's a star. Um, made, this is made by Mary. Mary's Creations. Mary is the Harrington. Name. Yeah. Mary Harrington. 
uh, at a new market. She can be found on Facebook at Mary's Creations. And you've purchased this for me from Mary. Yeah. And check it out. Like it's got this very cool lights inside the star. And it's like a real optical illusion. Yeah, it really is. And, it's wonderful. Uh, and, 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 and then, you know, bow. And, Mary and her five sisters have this craft sale every year. Wow. Before Christmas. Six of them. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah they're no, all the, real crafty. Eh? T- oh, talented people. I'm and so that's at Mary's place when they do yeah, that. Yeah. All the right? sisters bring Just all their stuff. On, on Vivian, uh, Vivian Side Road there. Do they advertise at all? Um, it's mostly word of mouth. Yeah, you probably know? Facebook too. Yeah, so Mary's Creations, if you're yeah. interested in unique gifts and decor yeah. in the new market area. Thank you, Frank. That's so sweet. Yeah. It's I call this elegant and understated. Well, there you go. Which is my, my theme for decor <laughs> in my new home. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> well, as promised, Joan yes. is on the line from Burlington. Good morning and Merry Christmas to you, Joan. Good morning, if you can hear me. Yep. Morning. I sound worse than I feel, believe you me. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have a, a orchid for about three and a half years now. Mm-hmm. Year, I, I phoned, uh, I called you a while ago about this, um, Charlie. Mm-hmm. About a year and a half ago, the flower stalks shriveled up, shriveled up, dried, died right off. I cut them down. Mm-hmm. Now, nothing has happened other than a couple of new leaves. Mm-hmm. Good. Can I expect to get these flowering again? Oh, I think so, yes. Uh, the, the new leaves is always a good sign mm-hmm. that the plant is happy, it's growing, and we like that. So that uh, at any one time, you want sort of four to five leaves on the what you likely have a phalaenopsis or a moth orchid. They're the most common ones out there. Yeah, it's a phalaenopsis. Yeah, so as the new little growth starts in the center, new leaves emerge, yeah. you'll find that the older leaves will start to shrivel and eventually turn yellow and, and they fall off. And so that's very normal and common. As the days start to get longer, which they are going to start to do tomorrow, you will very likely see uh, the emergence of a flower stem. And don't hesitate to use a orchid fertilizer, particularly as the days get longer. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily now in December, but you could wait, start some fertilizing in once a month, starting in January. And um, and you're obviously doing other things right that because you have that new growth, that new green growth. Um, but avoid any fertilizers that aren't specifically designed for orchids, and that, that will really encourage flowers for you. Well, I'm quite happy with it because it has about 11 leaves on it now. Oh, wow. Oh, that does sound happy. Yeah. So you've obviously got something going on perfect in terms of your humidity and all that important stuff. I would love to get some flowers back on it again. Yeah. It will. It will. Just crank some fertilizer. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank Thanks for calling. Look after your throat there. Oh, yeah. Well. Oh, boy. There is a real bad bug going around. Boy, oh, boy. Yeah, there is. I, I, I was in on, on Thursday. I into a few people. To uh, do some commercials and so forth here mm-hmm. at the station. And uh, one of our producers, Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, boy, she, she said, don't come in the room. Oh, she, wow. she was all bundled up and said, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. Feeling, t- it's like a flu. Yeah. And uh, but more people eat. Jeremy uh, uh, Logan, our news guy, yeah. got a touch of something and he printed off the weather for me earlier today, and he said, "Here, I'm going to let you get it out of the machine. I don't want." Yeah, don't want people are so aware now well, of the yeah. idea of contagion. Wash your hands. Uh, that's what yeah, I've been doing right. this morning. Is washing what? my hands. Yeah. yeah, after you touch anything, like crazy. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> gee, we better get back to our job here, which is talking to folks uh, who are calling in, and that would be uh, a first-time caller. Great, another one. Hey, Sandra in Port Hope, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. What's going on at your place? Well, I had a beautiful azalea plant given to me back in, I guess it was July. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm assuming it's an indoor plant. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's the flowers are all gone now, and mm-hmm. it kind of died off a little bit, so I cut some pieces off, but I've now started watering it and giving a bit of fertilizer, and I'm wondering if I'm just wasting my time. No. Will flower again? Oh, yeah. Azaleas can be a very, very wonderful long-term houseplant, flowering houseplant. So oh, wonderful. So what you want to do is provide the optimal conditions. What color is this azalea? Uh, it was a pinky shade. Yeah, because there's every shade of pink out there, and there's whites and peaches and all the they're lovely plants. So mm-hmm. here's what it needs. It wants a bright spot. Uh-huh. sunny, bright spot, right in the window. It's fine with that. It actually kind of likes the cool temperatures at night. So okay. if you, you know, if it's, say it's in your bedroom and you keep your bedroom cool at night, it's happy with that or or however, you know, you sort of set up the therm- thermometers um, or thermostats. It does require more water than many other plants that we keep as houseplants. So feel the soil and the instant it starts to feel a little dry on the surface, get some water on it. Mm-hmm. I've been Use, doing it maybe every two days or something. Yeah, it could be yeah. that much. And tr- what I try to do is rather than just giving like a couple little teaspoons every couple of days, I like to give a real thorough watering. Uh-huh. <clears throat> exactly. So if you feel the soil, it's feeling quite dry, you know, give it whatever it, it will take. So you're going to water till it runs, the water runs out the bottom, the mm-hmm. um, drainage holes. You're going to let that plant actually sit in a saucer with water for five or 10 minutes and okay. see how much water gets absorbed back up into the pot. If there's excess in the saucer at that point, dump it out. But now the pot's going to feel very heavy. You're going to feel that weight of all that water mm-hmm. in the pot. Then see how long it takes to dry down. Remember, turn the plant 180 degrees in the window every couple of days so that you've got that balanced growth. And they will, and again, when you're fertilizing, use an azalea type fertilizer. It'll say for rhododendrons, because an azalea is actually a little miniature rhododendron, or it might say for acid loving plants. That's the fertilizer you use. Again, very specific. Not all of our plants need specific fertilizers, but Definitely azalea mm-hmm. does and definitely orchids do. So that's okay. the one case where you, you do need to have some separate fertilizers and follow the instructions on the, the fertilizer. It is, sh- the days are short. The days are dark right now. So we're not seeing a lot of growth. If you're not seeing any flowers right now, don't be overly concerned. But in the next six weeks, eight weeks, you should start to see some buds forming on the tips of the stems. So every little branch should end up with little buds. So now is not the time to do any pruning because you don't want to risk pruning out where those flowers are going to come. Okay. However, once that flush of bloom happens, maybe just before you get it outside, because it's great, loves to be outside in the summer. Uh, well, really? you can, can, I, can I put it right in the dirt or leave it in the pot? I'd leave it in the pot because you're going to want to bring it back in, in it back at the in. end of the oh, summer. Okay. But you can shear it back, um, just like with our poinsettias. We can put uh-huh. them out for the summer, shear them back when we put them out, so that they because they're going to tend to be a little on the scrawny and scraggly side after being inside all winter. Nice shearing, cut them back, don't be afraid. Outside and uh, obviously water fertilizer, all that, that will encourage stuff. growth too. And it'll be yeah. bushy and and good looking plants, like lots and lots of bushiness. You know, nice shape to the plant, and then inside before frost and before get azaleas will take at fairly cool temperatures. Poinsettia is not so much; they have to come in sooner. But um, oh. yeah, you can keep them blooming. It's more water, bright light, and, and just keep an eye if there's dead stuff. Pull, cut mm-hmm. out the dead. Uh huh. That's really Very good. Yeah, it's it's a great. They're a great plant. Well, it's lovely and bushy right now. Like, oh, good. it looks good and healthy, but well, I, I don't have any flowers. And I thought, well, am I just going to keep watering and getting green leaves? No, nah, you shouldn't. Stuff? You should get, to, if it's that happy and green and bushy right now, you, like, take a close look at those tips. You may even have some buds forming now because azaleas do bloom in the winter. So, oh, okay. you, so if you well, look. it's in a nice sunny spot on my uh, kitchen counter because I get the east sun. Yeah. 
So good. Yeah. So, and I mean, you're probably misting it, but of course they love kitchens because we have the dishwasher or at least we have water and rice and pasta and all the nice humidity being created in our kitchens. (laughs) Not to mention you're probably admiring the plant and checking it every day. And they, they love that too. They love being, being, you know, coddled. So (laughs) many plants do. (laughs) So yeah, look closely. You, you may see even as I speak little tiny round buds on the tips of, of each of the little stems. Well, that's great advice because I didn't know I could put it outside, but I'll try it. Excellent. Very good, Sandra. Let us know how that turns out. All right. Thank you very much for your assistance. Um, Our pleasure. (laughs) Thank you. And there's Sandra in Port Hope, and I glance up and I see a blank screen looking at it. That's Nobody. Okay. You know, it's such a busy time of year. Yesterday, as a matter of fact, two o'clock in the afternoon oh. was the height of oh, Christmas present buying. There was, I uh, forget which company. Uh, Moneris. It's Moneris. They're oh, the ones oh, that own that right? the machines. Well, the credit card it was machines. Uh, at two o'clock in the afternoon, highest point of buying, 600 gifts per second. Were, and that's yeah. in Canada. Yeah. 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 Specific to Canada. Unbelievable, huh? I know. I, they were talking about that quite a bit on the yeah. radio and the media, that the Friday before Christmas is always the most the busiest. busiest shopping day. Yep. So I was like, don't even think about going near a oh. store yesterday. But what's wrong with Monday? Well, yeah. <laughs> or Tuesday. I yeah. Well, I guess they'll be busy, too. Usually, uh, it's about the 24th that I start getting the urge <laughs> yeah. to go shopping. But you're, you know, you'll hmm. be on a plane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Actually, when do you, you go? Yeah, the Monday 23rd. morning. Uh, 23rd. 23rd. Yeah. Have yeah. you done your shopping? Uh, pretty well. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. And are you We're organized? You're organized. organized. And you... Except I'm gonna have have to have Shirley help me with packing because I always put in too many socks. Jeez, <laughs> weird. <I'm>... Anyway, <laughs> oh, you know what? I better I better get the phone numbers on the air in case we'd like to welcome other folks to the line here in Toronto. The number to call: Charlie Dobbin, our special uh, specialist with gardening in mind, four one six three six zero. 0740. And then anywhere in the province, it's toll free. 1-866-740-4740. Okay. That's cool. Yep. While we wait for some callers, right. I will read you emails. All righty. Uh, this is one that came in recently from Helen Robert or Robert from East Gwillimbury. Uh, she says she keeps forgetting to call on Saturdays, but she does download the podcasts and enjoys the show. Oh, very good. So, that's a good reminder to everybody. Mm-hmm. Just because you're busy on a Saturday at 9 a.m., it's okay. You can listen to and the show folks, anytime. And some folks, you know, might miss something, uh, you know, like a, if you're giving out some advice. Detailed they, recipes. What, what did she yeah. say there? <laughs> check, it, check it out. Yeah. Usually, I think the podcasts are downloaded by the Wednesday of the yeah. next week. Following here. week. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Helen asks, <coughs> excuse me. She says, I have an overgrown sand cherry that I would like to prune. So sand cherry is a shrub that is got very purplish, shiny kind of bark, Mm -hmm. very commonly grown as an ornamental shrub in the residential environment. Purple leaves Mm -hmm. and in the spring, nice pale pink flowers like on on all the Mm -hmm. the whole plant can be covered in the flowers early in the spring. So she wants to prune it. She wonders, is winter a good time? Uh, Okay, so here's the answer to your question, Helen. No, do not prune it now. (laughs) If if you can avoid pruning it now, do so. Because any pruning you do on a sand cherry now will remove the buds that are going to be those beautiful flowers I was talking about in the spring. Early spring blooming flowering plants like sand cherries, mm-hmm. forsythia is another example, lilac is another example. So sh- shrubs that bloom early in the spring should never be pruned 
just before they flower because you'll end up cutting off uh, all the, the flower buds. Yeah. So wait until it flowers and then do whatever kind of radical pruning you want to do right after it flowers. All the new growth will grow all summer after you've done that pruning and the flowering was in the spring. You prune right after new growth through July and August and September. Next spring, even more flowers. So that's my, my bottom line. And that's something I was really trying to drill into the heads of my students this past semester was, <laughs> when do you prune flowering shrubs? We prune them after they flower, not before. Um, so she wonders, would it, sur- uh, will it survive a, a, a hard pruning? And the answer is yes. But again, next late spring. Mm-hmm. She comments it barely flowered last spring. It was sweating uh, some sticky sap by the main trunk, and I witnessed what I believe are carpenter ants on and around it. Right. Sand cherries are members of the rose family, rosaceae, and they tend to be quite sweet. And we can end up with some diseases on our sand cherries, and they will dribble some some uh, sap. And of course, it's a sweet sap, and every ant for miles around says, "I'm uh-huh. going there," yeah. <laughs> and to to harvest the sap. Basically, they're not doing any damage to the plant; they're just in the area because they want some of that sap. So, your job when you're doing the pruning next spring, of course, it'll be a dry, sunny day. The flowers are done; the leaves are out. You're going to look closely at the bark. If you see any diseased branches, any um. <clears throat> crisscrossing branches, mm-hmm. damage from winter damage branches, um, anything that, that's not healthy looking, that's going to come out first. Right. Then you're going to prune for shape. Okay. All right. Good. That, All righty. That's, that's Let's uh, check back on the line. Oh, yes, my goodness. Yes, we have. Uh, oh, you feel so much happier. Yeah. I was so, poor <laughs> Frank. He couldn't, wasn't being able to check, right? Um, uh, yeah. Right there. Gardenia, Mary okay. in Toronto. Oh, Mary in Toronto. Good morning and welcome to the show. Oh, good morning. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you both. And, and Thank you, you too. Thank you. Uh, I know gardenias are hard to have. Uh, I've given up a few times. Long story yeah. short, uh-huh. I bought this one and it has like three stems. Anyways, it's been growing. I bought it at my local green grocer mm-hmm. and it's been good. And it was full of buds. It is still full of buds. Mm. About September, I think, when I got it, yeah. I did have two gardenia flowers. Nice. Now, it's in a window facing south. Mm-hmm. I'm misting it every day. It's Good. never been dry. In fact, I think I'm the fertilizer, the, I'm giving it every day. Oh. Uh, well, well, when it's wet. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It's on a tray. I'm going to put the pebbles. But with this plant, and I've never had it with the other gardenias, it still have has, it's in a four-inch pot, the little one. I should have oh, mentioned okay. that. Yeah. It has the buds, you know, they're big buds, but they're brown. Oh. Hmm. Like, you know, the leaves that are going to come out, I've never seen this on a plant before. So the the buds are little round, very obvious buds on the tips. So the outer, um, what should be green leaves on the outside of those buds are brown? Not all of it, but okay. yeah, some of it. Oh. Like you, they're visibly, you could open. They're pretty big, mm-hmm. you know. Like they're yeah. not, you know, fattened, up. almost ready to open. But mm-hmm. they're not teeny weeny ones. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, how the flowers are enclosed, or however you want yeah. to say yeah. it, yeah. Um, brown, and they don't open. Well, they're still growing. That is a challenge with gardenias for sure. You can get oh, all those gorgeous buds, and then and watch the things won't open. drop. You know, yeah. one and after I the other. Had too many buds drop. 
that's the thing. Yeah, they're holding on, but the brown isn't a good sign. No, and it's not all brown. No, but I it's look. it's in so the process. Why? Yeah, it's <clears throat> why. Yeah, if that's, you with your fingers kind of squeeze those gently, squeeze those buds a bit. I think you'll find you'll be able to feel that there there's not. They're not oh. going to sort of bounce back when I it's a healthy little bud, bud with lots of little petals in there ready to go. It'll be quite um, springy. Spongy. Yeah. Oh, no. But, but I think you'll find it'll be quite, they'll be, they'll kind of almost flatten before your very eyes. They will mostly drop off, unfortunately. Okay. It's, well, I'll do that. I haven't, you know, I haven't done that. I'll, yeah, I will do that. Gently. I th- and what, what you're doing is good. You want that bright sun. You want that consistent watering. Again, you want to avoid drafts. They hate drafts. No, you're, there's no drafts. Yeah. And you're keeping the humidity up. It faces south. It's mm-hmm. a small uh, bathroom window, mm-hmm. and it's barely open a crack. But when it's been cold, mm-hmm. I take it away from the window. I see. Okay. The other thing is, it, now that we are on the upswing, or starting tomorrow mm-hmm. on the upswing for longer days, that plant would probably benefit from a transplanting into a bigger pot. If you look, you said it's in a four-inch really? pot. Well, yeah. just um, it's obviously got drainage holes, I assume, from that four-inch pot. Oh, I see one skinny root coming through the right. bottom. Yeah, so when you and see I the root. And I just squeezed it. Uh, it's solid. Okay, so that's good. You know what? You may find that, um, like I say, a little, a slightly bigger pot with a a nice. I can do it now. Yep, a good quality potting mix. I have something that's you know um, sterile, never been used on any other plants. Uh, Yeah, Uh, I still have some in a bag. I can't remember the name, but it's in a yellow bag. I paid premium for it. Okay, perfect. So moisten that mix up in advance. Okay, Uh, have a nice clean six-inch pot ready to go. So we don't do anything dramatic. From a four-inch, we go to a six-inch. Right, and the plant is going to just go, oh, you'll just watch it. It'll just go, oh, thank you. Like, <laughs> it'll I just can, relax. I can do that now? You can. I mean, it, I, it would be nice. Yeah, be I not, wanted you, to do that. Yeah, I mean, we always, it is stressful to transplant plants. So that's yeah. why you want to make it as, as swift and as easy of a process for the plant as possible. Um, okay. And so we we know that plants handle that stress and, and um, just the whole you know pressure of being transplanted best in the spring. Now, we're not quite at spring yet. We're still only on the first day of winter, but days are gonna are getting longer. So you could do it now. You could wait a couple of weeks and uh, no, and I, get it into that bigger pot. I think you'll find that might make a difference as well. Well, Charlie, here's another question. Oh, I'm sorry, I, love. Excuse me. Oh, we, no, it's we, the, have, the gardenia. Yeah, but I we have to we have to take a break here. Number one, and oh, second questions are, are kind of verboten. <laughs> yeah, no, good sun is good. Well, you sound like you're in a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Thanks, sorry Mary. about that, Mary, but we have to take a break. And I know. We are awaiting we... another call. A first-time caller, Chris from Belleville, and uh, she shall be on the air. Moment, or or he yeah. could be a guy. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? We'll find out in moments on the Garden Show. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Alrighty, Charlie, let's uh, head out to Belleville and uh, first time caller, Chris. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I'm getting a lot of beeping here. Where's that coming from? No, okay, so I'm not sure where that's coming from, but go ahead, ask your question. Oh, I, I have a. Oh, else I wonder if you've line. got, do you, you don't have your radio on, do you, Chris? Or maybe what we should do is call back. <laughs> 
something about going on there that wasn't quite right. So yeah. um, Duncan's Hang on, on the line and uh, yeah. Duncan's grabbing your, your phone call. Okay. And maybe we could go to... In the meantime, Valerie, Valerie is on the line from Toronto, just around the corner maybe. Hey, good morning, Valerie. Hi, how are you? Good. Excellent. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, so I have a question about an orange blossom bush that's outside right now. Okay. So, so I've had the orange blossom bush for 10 years. And I've never been able to get one flower off of it. And I've tried uh, feeding it, doing all the things that I think I'm supposed to be doing, but I still can't get a flower off of it. All right. So let's just be clear on what you're calling an orange blossom bush. It, okay. It's obviously not a real orange tree, the orange, like from right. oranges, because that's a tropical plant. So it would be dead right. if it was outside. So right. what you're calling an orange blossom bush is probably something called mock orange. Okay. Which is a shrub, a flowering shrub. Gets yes. white, very fragrant flowers early right. spring. Yes, Green leaves, the though they come with golden leaves as well. And you're having trouble getting flowers. And you've had it for how many years? Ten. Woof. I know. Was it blooming when you got it? Have you no. never seen a bloom on it once? Yeah. Could just be a bum plant. I mean, that's a very, you know, strong horticultural really? term. Um, well, and, and the other reason that they don't bloom is sun. How much sun is it getting? Probably not enough. Yeah, it's, I've it, already transplanted it one. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved it over so it would get more sun, but I still look at it and think, you know what? I should have moved it uh, like much further on the other side of the yard to the east side. Right, because it yeah. wants a minimum of six hours of sunlight a day. Yeah, it's not getting that. Yeah, so, I mean, if it's a nice foliage plant, then it's doing what it would yeah. do in insufficient light uh, in order to get those those blooms, and they are spring blooms. So just like when we were talking earlier about, um, you know, when to prune some of these plants, like purple sand cherry and forsythia, these are all early spring blooming mm-hmm. plants, so no right. pruning now. We prune after they, they bloom. But yeah, of course, we grow mock orange for the flowers. They're very fragrant. Mm-hmm. And we get into the urban environment that sometimes people will plant a plant that does so well for the first couple of years and then everything keeps growing and before you know it, there's not enough sun and things stop flowering. So right. if there's any possibility you could transplant it again, I mean, it's not now obviously, but in spring, there is a possibility it might make it uh, okay. and bloom for you, but more sun for sure. Yeah, it's like um six feet tall now. Oh, well, oh yeah. yeah. That's a pretty big plant to transplant. Transplanting that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, um, and the other thing is, and, and we do find sometimes some plants just aren't doing what they're supposed to do. It, j- there's no reason. It's just a bum plant. Yeah, yeah. exactly. A Aww. bum plant. So, Aww. so it could be that what you might, might, if you love this plant and you really want this plant, you want this plant to flower is go shopping this spring during the bloom time. Buy one that is blooming. So you know it mm. blooms. Uh, plant that into that nice sunny spot that you might have where there's that six hours of sun. That's a good idea. And, and then, talk to this six foot tall one and let it know that it just hasn't kind of, you know, made the made the grade and it may right. just have to be composted. And saying, look at this one. Yeah, this exactly. Great. Yeah, Sometimes exactly. that works, right? <laughs> I had a rose of Sharon that refused to bloom for me and I was composting it. My neighbor said, oh, I'll take it. And it bloomed for my neighbor. Oh, gee, yeah. didn't like you at all. Didn't right. like me. Uh-huh. Liked my neighbor, though. That's funny. Yeah. So, well, this- this one has sentimental reasons. My mom bought it for me 10 years ago uh, because she had one when we right, when I was a little girl little. and it was gorgeous. Yeah. And uh, she bought it for my house. Now she has passed. Yeah. And it's like, I want this tree to bloom. Right. I'm moving in the spring and I'm like, I'm getting this 
tree to bloom before I leave, yeah. but I just don't think it's going to yeah. happen. Well, you never know. Well, best of it's, luck with it, love, yeah. and thank you for giving us a call here. Yeah, thanks okay. for the story, okay. too. Appreciate it. Thank Good you, luck Valerie. with the move. All right, um, thanks I so see much. Our operator, Duncan, has done uh, his magic, and uh, we're going to be rejoined by uh, Chris, first-time caller from Belleville no, in no. moments. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. No, no. Oh, she seems to have disappeared, oh, but maybe she'll there. call back. All Do right. the numbers quick, and then maybe she'll call yeah, back. Yeah, sure. Okay. Because, you know, Belleville, that's where I'm from now. Of course, yeah. <laughs> 416-360-0740. And then anywhere in the province, one 866 740 Four seven forty. Back in a moment with Charlie Dobbin here on the Garden Show. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Okay, Charlie, let's try this one more time, okay? That's for first-time caller rejoining us now, Chris in Belleville. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call, and I love your show. Thank you. I have um, a question about my Japanese uh, maple that's sitting outside and has not lost any of its leaves. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering if that's going to have any effect, uh, you know, for the spring bloom. No, unlikely. So what happened this year that was a bit unusual was all that rain. So it rained uh-huh. and it rained all spring and it rained into the early summer. And then we had that hot, you know, sort of dry period. And then it started to rain again in the fall. So what happened is the trees were so full of water that they never uh-huh. actually formed what's called the abscission layer where the leaves actually drop off. <clears throat> that right. didn't happen. The, con- the conditions were so optimal. We did have good fall color in many cases, but we didn't have that actual mm-hmm. dropping of the leaves because the, the trees were just happy perking along what's the rush <laughs> you know whatever winter who cares so what should happen this spring is as the new buds start to swell and the new growth starts to emerge it will push off the old leaves so they oh, will okay. they will drop but they'll drop this spring okay because they're all yellow and brown not yeah. going anywhere i know i know it's okay. funny when we see that we automatically think oh no something horrible happened but no it, that it, quite a few species of trees held their leaves this year and it does oh. look a bit odd having all those, you know, crinkly leaves hanging there. But right. enjoy the sound of them. We do get that extra little sound in the winter when the leaves hang on. So enjoy that because we don't get that very often. And uh, No, that's never happened before. Yeah. So it's just, uh, yeah. okay, good to yeah. know. It should Alrighty. be perfectly fine in the spring. Thank oh, you, Chris. Terrific. Thanks so much. Uh, happy holidays, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Merry and Christmas you as to well. you. Uh, Francis in Toronto, just around the corner, maybe. Hey, good morning and welcome to the show, Francis. Hello, good morning. I'm calling regarding a Christmas cactus. Yeah. I've had it in a sunroom, a cool sunroom till November. Then I bring them in and uh, they flowered. Good. And the flower is gone, but now it's full of buds and the buds are falling. Oh. Is it because I'm not giving it an miracle grow? Nope. No, shouldn't need. Well, I mean, you could give it a, a not a strong miracle grow. Just make up a mixture of fertilizer at half strength. Okay. That you could do that. Um, is it, is this plant, uh, getting hot air draft or anything like that on it from a, well, from a furnace? Not on it, but I mean, there's one close to it. Close uh, to it. So if you could, oh, one, du- it's not close to it. I have two of them. They're big and beautiful, yeah. but they dip to- 
always the flower more mm. than once. Good. But now it's full of buds and they're dry. They're falling down. Yeah. So that the the two reasons why there are two reasons why Christmas cactus will drop their buds or just emerging blooms. One is that they they're in a draft of some kind. So there's a hot cold thing going on and they'll drop. Oh. The other is is it a very old plant? Have you had it for like twenty or thirty years? I had it for about fifteen years. Yeah. Fifteen years. So. <laughs> It's okay. So the way it works, the flower that comes at the tip of the leaves of a Christmas cactus are on like a, almost like a little joint, like a universal, like a ball joint. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we have to, we turn the plants typically in the window because we want to make sure we get that light level yeah. uh, evenly on the plant. So we have a balanced plant. Yeah. The older var- window. Yeah. And the older varieties don't like being moved because as soon as you turn the plant, the flowers try to, to move and turn to the sun and they drop off as a result of that. Oh. That, that little ball joint doesn't hold with yeah, the turn. Yeah, yeah. The newer varieties will handle that so that when you turn the plant, the flowers can turn and everything stays in place. But oh, some okay. of the older ones will not. So yeah. if you find the older plant is just not um, holding up, try yeah. to not turn it until you've enjoyed the flowers and then get back on to turning it. Okay. 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 <laughs> Thank I you. I can give her America to grow. Yeah, and you can, but don't give them in winter. No, it's well the way fertilizer always works in terms of not the season, but the the actual plant. So when a plant is actively growing, in this case, actively flowering, you do want to support it with fertilizer. Okay, okay. okay. It's the plants that are sitting there doing that last year, but this year I hear you say that in winter you don't give them miracle growth. That generally nothing blooms in the winter except Christmas cactus and some orchids and azaleas and those we feed when they're flowering. Okay. Okay. Stop feeding once they stop flowering. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, Francis. And (laughs) you know, we have one minute left in the show, basically. So if we can squeeze another call in quickly, Sylvia, first time caller from Peterborough. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Hi. I'm doing fine here. How about you? Excellent. What's going on? Okay. I just want to just tell you something strange. Yeah. Okay. Good. I love it. I have an Easter lily Mm -hmm. in a northeast window. Mm hmm. And it's about a foot tall. Yeah. <laughs> well, because the Easter lily thinks that winter's already happened. It's <laughs> spring now. It's it's on it, though. Tomorrow, is, the days are getting longer. Yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> My Christmas cactus blooms in November. Yeah. So you're, well, Isn't you're it? Peterborough. You're yeah, on your yeah. own calendar, right? Well, I must be. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, it's, it's, it's likely to bloom, though, that Easter lily. And, you know, you could plant that outside. Then, yes, it, then, it, then it will bloom outside in June instead yes. of inside in December <laughs> or, no, or January. All right. Quite strange, but thank you very That's much. That's great. No, good, good for, for you. Thanks for joining us, Sylvia. Thank yeah, you. Thanks Merry for sharing. <laughs> you too. <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, not only to Sylvia, but to all of our listeners and Happy Hanukkah. That's right. Hanukkah yeah. starts tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, as I mentioned, the family's coming home. Uh, tomorrow's a Hanukkah dinner at my place. Elliot and Sydney are on it. Yeah, They've got Lutzkas yeah. and election Kugel and all that getting ready. Oh, and we've got some friends coming over to share in. Uh, so many people have just never had Lutzkas. I mean, it's really just a potato pancake, yeah, but yeah. it's kind of special the way it's made. It's Bubby's old recipe, you know, brought from Russia. So we have to. Speaking of Russia, I saw Anastasia last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At Mervish Theater. Yeah, yeah Mercy. That was very fun. Very great musical. If you can get yep. out to, to want some bit of theater, bit of drama, it's good drama. Excellent. So thank you, Frank. Okay. Thank you. 
Have a great trip to Vancouver. Thank you. Uh, don't get too rained on, I hope. <laughs> yeah, I'll come back soaked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, let's just come back with stories to Alrighty. share. Alrighty. And thank you, Duncan. Merry Christmas. Ha- not Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays to all our listeners. And we'll see you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.